the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi, Chris. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Can you hear Jeff and Matt? Yes, I can. Good. Fantastic. You know, you, uh, you've got to know their voices as well as uh, they know their own. I do, actually. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so nice to meet you, Jane X. Yes. Nice to meet you guys, Jeff, Matt. Yeah. Cool. Jane X, she of the mysterious yeah. zero digital footprint. <laughs> <laughs> Hard for us to cyberstalk you. and Yeah, we were trying. We did. I'm all over Twitter. <laughs> I know. And that's my, that's my worst medium. Like, if I have a bad social medium, that's probably my worst one. I just can't I can't get you know yeah mine are all bad but it's probably the worst <laughs> that's your worst one too okay and and uh, Jane and I were talking about this in the pre-call that yeah. I mean what I what I kind of like about it in this case yeah maybe more so than others is I I feel like I get to introduce two good friends to yeah. an, a, another good friend of mine that that you guys haven't met yet there you it's, go. it's really uh for me yeah. it's a cool experience that's um, awesome. and um that, yeah that's so, a great way to, that's cool. that is a really that yeah, frames good it way up. to put it. So Jeff, Matt, meet yeah. Jane, and uh, you know we were talking about, um, you know, I, I reached out to you to, to come on, Jane, just after getting to know you, um, you know, on the recovery friendly Twitter, as so many of us uh, do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and I told you this, like I, I felt like I had I'd seen a um, an evolution in you, you know, as much as one can in 140 characters at a time, um, sort of an evolution, maybe not so much in you, but in, in your recovery and your approach and your perspective on it. Do you think that that's fair? Does that? Definitely. Okay. I mean, I know that I have grown just in, in my interactions on Twitter. I mean, it's been a huge part of my recovery. Um, I mean, I, and I don't, you know, I mean, I just know that I've grown and changed in a lot of ways, but not, I can tell you exactly how, mm-hmm. but I have noticed a difference in myself in, in just the few months that I've been on Twitter with you guys. Oh, and isn't it funny how, especially early in sobriety, it's, it's always the others that point out the changes in ourselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I heard it a lot from other people saying I was different. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to see yourself. Yeah. You yeah sometimes. But that's cool. That I think it's interesting that Twitter there's a record of your right. It's all there. Do you go back and look at this at the progress? It uh, you can, it's really hard to really see the progress and just the t- my t- you know the timeline of my tweets. Yeah. I mean, some of them I wish I could take back. But, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some bad ones out there. <laughs> but um, no, I mean it's just it's really been more in the interactions with all the different people on there. Mm-hmm. And just what I've learned from, you know, from everybody, what I, I mean, what I really love about it is because it's so immediate. Yeah. Like if I'm having a bad, it's, it's like 24, it's like a 24 seven meeting Yeah. Mm-hmm. is what it feels like. 
So am I in a, if I'm in a shitty mood or just having a problem with something, I can tweet something out there and somebody will be there to respond or, you know, just lend some support or something, which is what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just this constant feedback loop. Exactly. That's just great. Yeah, when you very when you really need that. Yeah, on demand. First get sober, you really need that, right? Exactly. Well, and I've been sober for two years now, and um, what I mean when I just got onto this, it was totally by accident. I don't know. Maybe it was fate. I don't know. But I had 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 you used Twitter before? Was this kind of your first foray into it? I had a Twitter account for a long time, but I wasn't doing anything on it. I had no idea about this whole sober community on Twitter or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you guys had a Sasha Skoblik on about mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. uh, six months ago, maybe somewhere, a few few months back, several right. months back. Yeah. And um, you would know better than we w- when it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was before Washington. Yeah. Right. I, I've listened to them all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really following anybody except a few. Uh, Okay, let me go back. I I'm, I've been sober for about two years. I yeah. was doing AA for a while, mm-hmm. and I had st- I'd gotten a sponsor, started the steps, but l- uh, about a year and a half ago, um, I got to step four, and it, it started getting really intense and all of that. So I stopped calling my sponsor, stopped going to meetings, and I was just kind of really isolating for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So staying and sober that- and isolating. I was I was abstaining and isolating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll go. We can talk about the fourth step in a second. We'll go back to what happened. But keep telling. Keep talking. Um, so I wasn't doing anything as far as recovery went, but I was reading books. So whatever I could, whatever I could uh, get my hands on and come across. And so Sasha Skoblik's book was one of those. So I, you know, I, I found her on Twitter and I just followed her. Um, and one day. Uh, one of her tweets popped up saying that she was going to be on some podcast. Mm-hmm. So I waited for that. I checked that out, and I was just hooked from there. That's how I found you guys. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's great. So that was the first <laughs> one. That Sasha Skoblik episode. That was the very first one, and nice. I totally binged on you guys for a couple of weeks after that. I think Chris knows. Yeah, I did. I, I was <laughs> I did. tweeting. I, I love was it. Tweeting updates on every episode that I'd heard. That's awesome. I'm, I'm oh, like, that's we great. have a super fan. Oh, that's <laughs> this is awesome. I don't yeah. know if we've ever met a met a fan who's like told us that. That's, yeah. that's more nice. like fanatic, probably. Wow, <laughs> it was a total fanatic. That's pretty time. cool. Um, and you know, at the time, you guys were like a total godsend because I just. I just felt so completely alone. Yeah. Um, having stayed away from AA and you know stopped calling my sponsor, I didn't know how to get back in touch with her, and I you know how to go back to meetings. It's just you know I was like figuring everybody thought I'd probably gone out and you know mm. started drinking again and all that. So um, and then I just kind of like dove into Twitter and started you know listening to all the pods and started following everybody that I was hearing on your mm-hmm. podcast. That's and awesome. it just slowly built up from there. I started interacting with people on Twitter and got to know people. And it's just, um, so that was like, that was my recovery. Wow. That's been my recovery for the last, you know, however many months it's wow. been, six, seven months, I think. Wow. Since then. That's so fantastic. Just, yeah. So it's like this ongoing dialogue with the sober community. And you're not going to A, but this is how you're doing it. Exactly. Well, and I just started going back to meetings actually oh, a couple weeks huh. ago and got back in touch with my sponsor. Good. And, um, and she's like, "Where's your four step?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard to do. Like uh, when you when you lapse and you stop mm. to go back. Yeah. I know. It's difficult. I, I told her that me. I know that I need to 
probably start working the steps again. Um, she's been very cool about it, though. She's not pushing me. She's not. She's just been there to listen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's really letting me figure out when I'm ready to start up again. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's she's there for me when I'm ready to, you know, if I want to call or whatever. But and, and, you know, me not calling her for whatever reason, those are my hangups. And I, and I realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. But, but there's it's really interesting because. Uh, we'll binge listen to people we'll have on the show before they come on the show. And so by the time you meet them on the show, you feel like you really know these people, right? Right. And I wonder if that's, I mean, that's just a weird thing about podcasting. It's like you listen to 10 episodes of someone just telling their life story. And all of a sudden, I mean, you know them way more than mm. if they know you. Like, oh, hey. That's how I feel about you guys. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so now we have someone on the other side. Like I've been in your shoes a million times, you know, when you've interviewed people. I'm like, oh, hey. You know nothing about me. I know. Jane X. That's Jane the X. X. I love it. We're, we're going to find out tonight. So yeah. let me, and I, I do want to also back up to the fourth step because I actually just talked to somebody um, today who's not, not in our, our Twitter uh, community. Great, you know, it's a massive, sprawling, amorphous community. But um, yet, uh, I encourage them to to join us. Mm-hmm. That also talked about um, basically stop. They they stopped going to A at the fourth step, which I understand. Yeah. It's challenging. It's the soul bearing inventory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Fearless. Your moral inventory. Yeah, right. I never got past the fear. Yeah. You're writing it down. And and so, do you, now that you're back, and, and I know Jeff had some thoughts on this too, uh, is the plan to to work your way back to it? I'm not trying to add the pressure that your sponsor's not, but I'm just curious. Um, you mean start over or start pick up where I left off? Well, eventually get up to and through the fourth and keep going. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. Definitely. All right. Um, it's just, you know, and I'm hearing from other people who have done all the steps and gone through it mm-hmm. saying, you know, you'll just feel so much better once you get it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking, you know, I have to take their word for it. I don't know. because <laughs> right. I'm still stuck yeah. in this, not wanting to do it. The dread. What do you, what do you, uh, so here's some really good advice. If you're stuck on the four step. Mm-hmm. Cause ultimately I think the four step is trying to get at the things you were going to take to your grave. And we all have those things. And usually it's not that many things. I think people get hung up on the four step because they're like, oh, I got to write all this stuff down. Right, a complete biography complete of biography. all my missteps. And that's, that's just, I think that gets overwhelming. That so, was daunting. Um, so it's guy, just, once I started writing, it yeah. felt like it was just never ending. Yeah. Mm. So this one guy said, get a matchbook, write the three things you're going to take to your grave, and that's your four step. Wow. So it just if you need to cut to the chase, <laughs> if you're having trouble getting through it. My those, sponsor yeah. wants I I get my sponsor wants me to write down everything I could possibly ever think of and she's willing to stay up all night with all me right. to listen to me read them. I think that probably overwhelmed me, intimidated yeah. me. Yeah. All right. We'll start with the three things. We may have the same sponsor yeah. in some yeah. way. <laughs> Mine was like talking about, you know, yeah. renting like a conference room at some <laughs> fucking <laughs> holiday inn or something, you know. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and I, I hear other people, people talk about their sponsor who's, you know, who will yeah. take their sponsee's list, fourth step inventory, and they'll crumple it up and throw it away. And I'm like, well, I, how come my sponsor can't be like that? Yeah. Right. But, you know, she she wants a complete right. inventory, I guess. And she wants to hear it all. Okay. I, I'm, and I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, I, I could talk to her about this. Yeah. But, but you, the point is, I think the point is to get the stuff you were holding on to, the secrets. That's right. what you need to get out. Like, if you're willing to admit stuff, there's a lot of stuff I was willing to just get rid of, and that's, but there was a lot of stuff that I didn't want to talk about, and that's, yeah. what you, that's the kind of shit you're trying to get. Anyway, 
I think that's exactly it. I'm still. I was. I found that I was still editing myself while I was writing down mm-hmm. my my crap, mm-hmm. so, and there was some stuff that I still wasn't able to to get out to admit. Mm-hmm. Dude, have you done one, man? I'm talking to Matt. I, I, he pointed at me. Uh, <laughs> no, I did one uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, and then my sponsor wanted me to do another one. Okay. And I Where's evaded him, him and I stopped like... calling him. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And he basically, we talk now, yeah. but the crux of our conversation is usually, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, contact me when your fourth step is done. <laughs> okay, have a good day. You know, like that's... So that's holding you... Wow. That's holding you up. Or I don't know. There's a thing with it right Because now. I don't, I don't want to look at it as something else to schedule into my day. I don't want to take it yeah. lightly. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. My last fourth step, though, mm. was it was a day. You know, yeah. we sat down yeah. and it was a day. Yeah, whole, we went through everything yeah. and he, my sponsor actually I didn't do it with my sponsor I did it with another guy in the program but you know he talked as much as I did and, yeah, but that was the serious one like you got yeah, rid of all that shit I got rid of all of it yeah so yeah and you felt but like- right and my sponsor's like oh oh that's cute so you're gonna do it again with me because I don't know all that stuff yeah. that you know he yeah. wants to have that personal yeah. frame of reference and I understand that yeah, so sure. But that's why your sponsor wants you to you bear everything. So you get, it's like, yeah, you get to know him really well. Yeah. So, well, okay, go ahead. can I, yeah. Jeff and Matt, can I ask you this? Let's say a sponsor wants you to do the fourth step again after the first time. What's, what's the thinking behind that? Because they think that you're holding stuff back or there's new stuff or I'm, wow. that's. So you've done a fourth step with the same sponsor or it's a new sponsor? I started the fourth step. I didn't even finish the fourth step. But like, why is Matt being asked to do it again? Well, right, exactly. Yeah. It's a different sponsor. Different sponsor. Okay. So I, but but I have had with, you know, there are lots of people in the program. And Jeff, you probably run into this all the time. Who are saying, "I'm doing another fourth step." Here I am, eight years in recovery, yeah. and and cleaning up new stuff. Yeah, I think you know, I think sometimes sponsors just—it's almost like a catalyst, like a little. Let's strip it all down to the bare essentials. Let's find out what's really bothering you. Yeah. And then, okay. and, and you know, the 10th step is like little mini four steps that you're doing all the time. So mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be couched as that. You yeah. don't have to go back and tell your entire. So you get a new sponsor. I, I think that is true that most new sponsors will want to take you through the steps and do right. some sort of four step. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. they don't need you to go back. It's just basically from the last time you did a four step and right. maybe cover the highlights. Right. And when I was, when I was in and out. The matchbook version. Yeah. The yeah. Matchbook version. I did a couple, you know, when I was in and out, a couple of those four steps that were yeah. like, you know since last week you know like right. like um it seemed very yeah you know you're you're spanning a matter of a couple of years so. Yeah. Okay. um so hey jane can we back up to uh and before we go forward and and get to uh what brought you to the first step yeah what brought you to to sitting down in the room or, or to yeah. sobriety recovery the first time How, what what's what's the the matchbook version of that or the uh. Okay. Uh, do you want the life story or do you want just the alcoholism? Uh, how about whatever you feel um, comfortable um, sharing what you think is, you know. Okay. What, what, what you want to let have us know. Um, okay. Well, uh, I mean, probably one of the reasons that I figured out that I've that I am an addict uh, to anything at all is just uh, growing up, you know, just starting from a young age, having the sense of not being good enough and feeling different and not, you know, not fitting in. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, and then the typical, you know, teenage stuff. You know, I partied a little bit in high school and early twenties and all that, but it was it didn't become an issue um, until when I was twenty five. I got addicted to meth. I don't know if you know that, Chris. I've talked about it a little bit on Twitter. Yeah, you talk about meth a little bit, but I I didn't have any specific. Where, where are you it. located right now? Like, what state are you in? I'm in California, Los Angeles okay. area. Just curious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so around 20, when I was 25, I met this guy, got caught, hooked up with meth and I was, I got completely caught up in that for about five years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty bad. That sounds bad. It was, it it was, um, it, yeah. And at the end of the five years, um, 9-11 actually is, uh, is the day that I woke up from like a three day whatever being passed out coming down off of meth Mm. for the last time and at the end of that week i went into a uh, sort of a rehab it was a christian you know youth center rehab type of thing but it wasn't a real um it wasn't a formal rehab situation i mean their idea of getting sober was you know reading the bible and praying all day long Mm -hmm. well jc so he's coming at you (laughs) (laughs) yeah 24 7 yeah um (laughs) So, I mean, that helped me get clean, but I had no concept of recovery or, or dealing with any of the underlying emotional issues that caused me to get into that situation in the first place. And um, so I got clean from meth, and I even quit smoking cigarettes at that, during, you know, during that whole time. And I was, so I was clean and sober, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't growing as a person. I had, and I had never made any connection that, you know, my personal emotional problems in my life had any, you know, had any connection to, you yeah. know, being a drug addict or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I was okay for a while doing that. Um, so this was a, 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 like an in... Inpatient. Patient. Right. I lived there. Christian. Christian, Korean youth. Uh, ah, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And um, so... And I was there, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I got clean and sober, and I started working for that uh, for that center, for the for that church center, whatever you'd want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, well, you know, I had aspirations of getting into counseling and things like that, so I could help other people, because I was helped, because I felt that you know I had been helped so much mm-hmm. there. And so I was there altogether from the first time that I went in to get to get off meth for six seven years i started working in the office and you know running the office and things like that and um and then i found out that the two pastors who were running the place were very corrupt and taking money under the mm. table and all that so that just Ooh. completely uh disappointed yeah, that, you disillusioned you yeah, totally and i had i i was raised with a catholic so yeah. i had issues with the church and religion and all yeah. that stuff to begin with that sounds but, like a really good excuse, like not to be sober. When you find that shit out, I'd do it for me, right? Yeah, me well, too. Thought, well, like, one I'm... of the pastors was a drug addict. So yeah, I thought, and I learned that he probably wasn't sober most of the time that I wow. was there. So, um, hmm. But you know, well, at that time though, and you know, me being clean, uh, getting off meth, and, feel, and it felt really easy. You know, like not as just looking back, I thought, wow, you know, I thought it'd be harder than it was to hmm. get to get off of it. Um, 
So I, I was probably a little bit full of myself, too, thinking, well, I got this beat, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to have problems again, which is probably what led me into alcoholism. Interesting. Because I, I didn't make the connection. I didn't see I didn't see alcohol as, as an addictive substance. Yeah. Right. Because I never really, you know, I, I partied in high school, and and I only just realized now, you know, trying to get my thoughts together to get ready to talk to you guys, that... Um, my entire life, if I drank or did anything, it was always to get a buzz. You know, I wasn't that one one glass of wine mm-hmm. with dinner type of person. It was always right. to I always had to get a buzz or get drunk or something, something to alter my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm just realizing that now, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you thought you had a period of of being a normal drinker, but you realized you you never did. Yeah, that's I, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Because I was, you know, even when I was working at the church. Um, I'd come home and I'd have a few beers, um, you know, maybe two or three times a week or the weekend was coming up. So mm. I'd have a few beers, but it quickly, you know, but that quickly escalated to like a six pack a night. Wow. But I was, you know, it wasn't to the point where I was hung over the next day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel, it didn't seem like a problem to me at the time. So I was doing that, you know, occasionally. Um, when I finally left the church, so this was probably around 2007, early 2007, one of the other uh, one of the di- other directors administrators there she had found out all the same type of corruption that was going on and she became really disappointed and disillusioned as well and she left and she wanted me to um, work with her and start a business somewhere so I agreed to do that and um, just in our looking around for business ideas and business opportunities I made that commitment to to work with her. Uh, in something then, recovery focused or just yeah. no, just just anything. anything. Oh, okay. Just, just, right. Yeah, just right. some kind of money, you know, just to have a make some money, right? Exactly, yeah. right. just to have an income, right? Because we, we were both completely put off just with the yeah. whole um, church sure. rehab, yeah. whatever community type of thing. Um, so I committed to do that with her, and that eventually led us to um we we started a few different businesses uh like food businesses and and different things and eventually we ended up in vegas um and we started a business there and that was that was when my drinking really picked up Mm, working long hours right when you said vegas i was like i I know know where this is going to vegas no (laughs) no story sin city yeah I know the story. It's a, it's a cultural wasteland. That's how I. That's how I. Yeah. Live in Vegas. I, I would never wish anyone to live in Vegas. I'll tell you that. And, Is that uh, so? You yeah. And I and I've we've only visited, but I can imagine the town itself is populated by people kind of on the run or looking to score. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like when I lived in Florida, yeah. everyone I met right. was kind of running from something. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, what, yeah, like what is most Vegas of the people like? People living and working there. It's a young crowd, especially in the you know casino hotel industry. Mm. Yeah. they're mm-hmm. all young people, and you know most they're they're living day by day. It's just right. by the seat of their pants, just you know paycheck. Yeah. Let's go party, things like that. I, I I didn't see anybody without any aspirations to to you know for a future. It was just you know let's we're off. Let's go party tonight. Right. Yeah. That was the idea. Um. So. So Vegas didn't so, help the yeah, you're drinking. drinking in Vegas. Uh, I think the biggest problem with Vegas was that it was, and I, you know, leaving my family behind and here, and I had just met a guy, and mm. we had just started getting serious right a couple months before we I moved to Vegas, 
So that was a huge stressor for me. But I'd made this commitment to my friend to, you know, go into business with her. Mm -hmm. So I had to follow through on that. And, you know, we were going to maintain this long distance relationship somehow. And we did. But um, it was just, you know, working six days a week, long hours, you know, 10, 12 hour days. And just knowing, not feeling like this business venture was really going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And just being homesick and just being, you know, miserable and feeling alone the whole time. I didn't, you know, I made friends there, but they weren't real friends. Acquaintances, friends, you know, people I'd go out and drink with. Party friends, yeah. Exactly. Um, That plus there was a little, uh, you know, the slushy bars in Vegas. That mm. all the tour, you know, you tourists walk, walk around with those tall plastic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. frozen well, drink that, bar. I like that. Exactly. Well, there was one of those right next to the kiosk that my friend and I were running. Nice. So I got friendly with all the girls there. Yeah. So they started floating me drinks. So I, you know, I go to work every day and start drinking as soon as I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's like a Slurpee. What like it doesn't wrong? even, there's nothing it, wrong it's with it. Ex- it's slurpee. exactly like a Slurpee. It's a very, it's a fun Slurpee. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So I had free drinks, you know, whenever I went to work. And that was, that became a regular thing. And even then, I didn't see it becoming a problem. It was just, you know, the, this was how I got through the day. It was, you know, the, the long hours. And mm-hmm. this is how I dealt with just being alone and being away from home. Um, and that business failed. <laughs> Wait, the one where you were drinking alcoholic Slurpees all day, that business failed? That one? Yeah, yeah. Not, because, and not because of my drinking. Oh, you know. oh okay. It was just Sorry, a bad I apologize. It just, it was just wasn't a good time. Oh, okay. I mean, that was when the economy, the housing oh, market right, crash yeah. was happening and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, that business failed. Uh, and then we started, we were looking into and developing a new business. And, and that was when I really started thinking about whether I wanted to stay in Vegas or what I wanted to do with my future. I just, I just couldn't do this anymore, being in Vegas and all that. But I didn't say anything to my friend, a partner, mm-hmm. yet at that point. Um, and we went through and uh, started planning and working on opening a new business. And we did uh, finally open a business uh, about a year later. And after that opened, I... I um, my drinking slowed down after we left the hotel, the with the next to the bar. Right. But I was still, I was still. I, I guess I hadn't become dependent on it yet, physically anyway. Hmm. Um. But uh, we so we had. Did your I'm, did your partner have, have any sense that you were beginning to no, ramp up? She okay. Had no you hit it. Idea about my yeah. drinking. It's, uh, it's even though you guys because, met at the you guys met at the rehab right and she and she but she has no history of uh, addiction or anything like that oh. she oh, okay. she's she's a, she's a normie okay she does she doesn't drink i mean she she couldn't handle alcohol anyway she's one of those people that i guess she seriously had an allergy to she would turn hmm. red and all of that if she had oh. one drink and what what was her role at the rehab then? Just her more administrative or something? She was she... one of the founders with the two pastors, and she was oh. she was the administrator. She oh, okay. was one of the head administrators. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it's funny because she used to brag. She's like, I can tell whenever somebody's been drinking or somebody's high or whatever. Mm. And she, you know, and the whole time I was drinking, coming home drunk nightly, um, and she had no idea, or if she did, <laughs> she didn't let on. Yeah. Wow. So, 
Um, yeah, I bet you can tell. We'll see about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Whenever somebody tell me that when I was using it, I was like, sure, you can. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I was coming home right almost every night and, you know, I had bottles of vodka, you know, in my room taking swigs here and there. So, and she never knew. Hmm. Wow. But, <clears throat> yeah, I had, I had it very well for a long time. And um, so we finally, we opened the new business, um, but I, by then I just really had enough. I, I didn't see it going anywhere. And I wanted to be back in back home with my family. I wanted to be with my boyfriend. So uh, I told her finally that I wasn't gonna, you know, I couldn't do it anymore. That um, I was moving back to California, and she was disappointed. Uh, but then, but I came back, and. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't really drinking, that I can remember right now. Yeah. Um, probably occasionally. Um, so you know, so it, it wasn't a problem yet for me at that time. But I was, I had moved back. I was back home trying to figure out what my next steps were going to be. Yeah. I finally decided to go back to school and try and go into nursing. And I, so I started working towards that. And. Right before, it's I think after, soon after I, I had started classes and all that, for whatever reason, I think it was just uh, issues in the relationship, my insecurities and, and all of that, I started drinking. My boyfriend would leave for work and I would start drinking, hmm. you know, at night just to pass, you know, to just deal, just to be with myself. Yeah. Right. To be able to yeah, be, be in your myself. own skin. Yeah. That's exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. We talk about that a lot, right? So it's like, hard. just you use it to yeah. let you be it's okay so with being you. Right. Yeah. Somehow. Or forget yeah. that I'm in my own. Yeah, skin exactly. Just to yeah. sit. Yeah. yeah. Just to be still. And yeah. And that's, I think that's when it started to become a regular thing, but not to the point where, um, I wasn't functioning. Can can I ask you? You had mentioned earlier a, a sense of not feeling good enough, and and um, my my sense was that might be a family driven thing, but I could I could be way oh, off definitely. base. No, definitely, no, okay. definitely, definitely. Okay, I... okay, but because you also then mentioned wanting to be with your family, so I'm just I'm, in my head. I'm trying to reconcile that and wonder what that that aspect of the. It's just being homesick. I'd never, I'd never been away okay. from, from home right. and on my own okay. in, in any way. So, um, and my nep, my two nephews. I, I think you, I've talked about them on Twitter, and you've probably seen yeah. the pictures that I posted. They were just, um, I was, you know, I think they were the two that I miss the most. Just mm. wanting to be, you know, in their lives sure. and being close to them. Um, but yeah, definitely. The, I mean, the the feeling of not being good enough and all that really started in grade school. It's you know that whole um, I'd bring home my report cards and my mom was always you know well if it was a B why wasn't it an A? It was just never, nothing was ever good enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from you know from that it was just I I felt like you know nothing I, nothing I ever did was going to mm. measure up. And I think that started to manifest in just in everything that yeah. you know it's this whole perfectionist yeah. type of thing. But it also and rather than making me work harder and strive more, it made me give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would start so many things that, that I would never finish. Mm 
Do you have siblings? Yes, I have a younger sister and a younger brother. And and are either of them alcoholics addicts? They, my sister actually, um, she's a, she's a regular drinker now. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband actually, and I would consider them alcoholics or verging on it. Mm-hmm. But they don't see themselves that way. But every once in a while, they they decide to go dry for a month. So I mean, oh. I think if you if you need to, right? If yeah. you need to go, you know, if you feel the need to stop drinking for a month yeah. i think there's an issue there yeah the oh yeah watch this yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. boom could an alcoholic but, do that know, but i'm not gonna you know right. i'm yeah. not gonna tell them that I, no. you know if they at some point come to that realization on their own great but what's this um, month called it's <laughs> funny we, i was just complaining yeah. about dry you wary uh <laughs> to jeff before yeah. i got on. i'm like like i don't care about normies that say look at me i i stopped drinking for yeah. a month it's like I stopped drinking for a month, and here are the top five right. things that happened. Right, I lost weight. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, right. there's Thinking another so person clearly. I know. So on, clear. Somebody else I know on social media, every <clears throat> once in a while, occasionally, will make this announcement that yeah. she stopped drinking and she's counting the days. Well, you know, if if you've got to count the days, maybe there is an issue there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's my take on it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's not a beauty regime. It's uh, a exactly. right. Yeah, it's exactly. right. It's not like fasting. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's funny. So, yeah, and I, I didn't mean to disrail you, but I, I was just, you know, wondering. No. So from a, a familial standpoint, um, now that you're you're two years into, now it's continuous abstinent recovery from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're getting ready to sort of get, get back and explore underlying issues and, and, and all that. Um, is this something that you're discussed with family? Are you open with your family about it? How, what's their perspective on it? How's the relationship and all that? They, they have no idea what alcoholism really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom doesn't understand it at all. It's just, you know, for her, it's just, well, it's, it's a behavioral issue. It's, it's a defect in my personality or whatever. It's just, you know why can't you just stop drinking? Yeah. Is, that, is that a that. cultural thing or is that a? Uh, I think it's a mom thing. Mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's my it's my mom's personal issue. Gotcha. And my dad's got his own denial going on. <clears> just, uh, just a few weeks ago, he re- you know he received some nice wine for Christmas and he wanted me to taste it. Wow. Mm. So yeah, he just has no concept of of what alcoholism is and yeah. why I can't drink. Why I can't even taste the wonderful wine that he received as a gift yeah. mm-hmm. interesting but but you've 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 explained what you know to them about yourself we, we don't talk we oh don't, you don't we don't we don't talk about these things interesting okay we don't um it's a lot of it's cultural right the whole asian family thing yeah. we don't express our emotions we don't talk the only exp- the, the only emotions that we we express are anger <laughs> well, well I, don't, I don't know if that's specifically Asian. I think there are lots of families that <laughs> communicate say, that way. That's yeah. my family. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's anger. Yeah. I thought Ang- my people had the market cornered right. on yeah. anger. I thought, I, thought my mom, I thought we did. I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no. Um, no, but please keep asking questions because yeah. if you just let me talk, uh, I'll get sidetracked yeah. or I'll just not say anything. Well, what, what, was, what was the bottom? I yeah, I'm hear curious the about is. two years ago, that breaking point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, breaking point. The okay. push. Yes. Um, the thing. So I got into the nursing program and the whole time I was, and my drinking had really picked up and it was becoming, you know, it was starting to interfere. I mean, I, there, 
I think probably every day that I was going to class, I was either really hungover or starting to get the shakes. So I'd have to keep, you know, I'd have to take a water bottle filled with vodka with me oh just, to, just to, Ooh. yeah, get through the day. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but somehow I got into the program, um, and then I made it through the first. Someone two, said, go to an AA meeting. And you're like, all right. I went to my first one in college. Yeah. No, the happened? nursing program. Oh, yeah, the nursing, nursing program. program. Right. I thought, you know, like, you made it to the program, like, okay, what, you skipped a step there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I was actually invited to an AA meeting when I was at the rehab for, for the meth issue. Yeah. Mm. Uh, some, guy, I, some guy I met through MySpace. Remember MySpace? Oh, yeah. Um, Do we? We're still yeah. on that. Wait, is yeah. that, what happened to it? I'm still is there. Is that still around? <laughs> it is. It's been several things, right? <laughs> Like a couple years ago, Justin Timberlake bought yeah, it and yeah. tried to relaunch it, and that yeah. didn't work out. So to his space, this has <laughs> been social media now. <laughs> well, anyway, some guy yeah. found me on MySpace, and you know, we started chatting. So he wanted to go out, and I guess that was the way of asking me out on a date because he invited me to an AA meeting. I don't know why I I look back on it now, and I wonder. It's like, did he know something about me that I didn't know? <laughs> That's but, wild. That's like, an as awesome a first date, baby. <laughs> I know you're drunk right now, but let's go to like an AA meeting on our first date. And I was, I was completely sober at that time. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I think maybe he just wanted to share, you know, let me know that he was. Okay, right, right, right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but awesome. you know, I mean, and I went, but I thought, you know, it just felt I'm like, who are these? Who are all these weirdos? I had never heard of AA before. I didn't know anything about it. I, you know, I had no concept of alcoholism. So, and I just look back on that and it's like, wow, that was kind of just really strange. So I guess I'm that like, pickup line is, do you want to go and not get a drink sometime? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I know this I great place. I know, I know this, this great, great place. place. Church basement, bad coffee. The not bartender to makes come to the, the best meeting undrinks. was kind of awkward. I just yeah. don't remember exactly how he ordered it. That's but, funny. Um. My, but my first AA meeting, you know, for myself was after I finally got kicked out of the nursing program mm-hmm. um, because of the drinking. Um, <clears throat> how, can I ask? So I'm not I don't know anything about a nursing program and how that works. It's I mean, you, you go to it's in hospital as teaching. No, it's actually at a well, it's. It's in the, his college. Most of them are, the the most of them are two year RN programs. Okay. It's a it's a uh, associate's degree for yeah. junior college level okay. generally. Um, so that's it's a two year program, um, and it starts in the you know junior college or college okay. setting, and then you have clinical rotations in a hospital setting. Okay, and, and so so how does the how does it present itself that that you're kicked out because of your drinking is that why, or is it just the result of the drinking that got you kicked out? It was the result of the drinking because okay, I, I, I wasn't studying. And oh, okay. I wasn't. Uh, okay. I wasn't passing. I didn't pass. Got it. You have to pass each semester with the with a minimum uh, grade point. Right. And I couldn't. I didn't do that. Okay. So it's not like you're getting all A's, but you can't keep bringing that water bottle of vodka to class. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. If if you get kicked out because you have an addiction problem, right. actually, you um they like they review your case after a year and decide whether they're going to allow you back oh interesting actually so they are aware of the issues i mean i know i I guess there are other people that have done that or been in that situation sure um for me nobody ever knew i i hid it 
completely to the end. Mm. And I mean, the only reason that anybody ever found out what, that I was even alcoholic was because I finally got kicked out of the nursing program. You have two tries. Um, after the second time you're kicked out, that's it for that particular mm. nursing program. Um, so right now you're not a nurse. No, I'm a st- nursing student. Okay, you're back. You're back. I got kicked out the first time. I took a semester off, mm-hmm. and I was, and then I was reaccepted into the program a semester later. Um, my first AA meeting was when I got kicked out of the when I failed out mm-hmm. of the program the first time. Okay. Um, because I mean, by that, what do I say? I got kicked out of the nursing program. Why? You know, everybody wants to know what happened, and that's when I finally admitted to my boyfriend that. I, I a had drinking a drinking problem. problem. Wow. I was an alcoholic. And did he know? He he knew that I drank, but he had no idea that it, was, it was an issue. Yes. Yeah, because mm. I it was everything was behind his back. Right. I, he never saw me drinking in front of him. I would you know I would pre-drink and then we'd go have a couple of beers or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would pretend you know yeah. I I would act like that was that was all I'd had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hit it pretty well. That's cool. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. But so getting um, kicked out was the, the wake-up call, the catalyst. That was the first bottom. Okay. Because oh. um, I did, you know, and I started going to meetings, and I stayed sober for three months the first time, but I didn't I, you know, I didn't have a sponsor. I didn't start do the steps or anything like that. I just stayed sober, and, uh, you know, those three months felt easy. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, I got the, this then is you got fine. cocky. Exactly. I got very cocky. So three months, um, I thought I could have a drink again, hmm. and that's totally. And and I tried all the, you know, switching from beer to wine and all that stuff. And you know, I did beer for a month, and you know, I felt great. I thought it was hmm. fine. Um, eventually, I went back to vodka because vodka's quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hide it in a water bottle. But and you know, just quickly, it just ro- went right back to where I was. <laughs> Yeah, I just picture a water bottle full of stout. <laughs> I know that's what I was picturing. A water bottle full. Of... So you have to bring like eight of them. <laughs> Whew, it's water. God, I gotta pee again. <laughs> Jesus. And those burps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get this water, Flint? Ooh, too soon. Ooh, Ouch! Ooh. Damn. Chris. Yeah. Timely. Too soon. Uh, no. Never too soon. All right. Um. Uh, anyway, I got back into the program, but I was still dr- uh, and I was sober for about three months the first time. And I, you know, I was really applying myself in school and doing okay. I'm not. I can't remember how long I was. I was, you know, I stayed sober. Well, no, I slowly started drinking again. Mm-hmm. And, but that escalated quickly. Wait, the slow drinking escalated quickly. Yeah. I love it. Slow That's the way it works, isn't it? Like slow, the first few it's sips are like, yeah. slow. Yeah. And then, wow. After, after the first slow. drink, it's all down. Right. Yeah. Um, Took my time with that first one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm not remembering the exact all the, the, the exact timeline. It's it's really confused in my head oh, right well, now. It's just, no, it's just fine. I mean, just yeah. the, the idea that, I mean, I think that sort of speaks to the nature of that sort of multi bounce bottom yeah right yeah yeah um, and how what, what period of time can you, do you have a, a, a frame of reference like was it was it months or i mean you said it was a few months when you started and then how long before you you hit your final your, bottom yeah. or is this your there's your second bottom your final one or are there a couple extra ones i think there were two i think there were maybe three total i think okay. hmm. 
Um, okay, so I got kicked out. I, I started going to AA, and I was sober for three months. Mm-hmm. About three months, maybe. That's what I'm guessing. And I thought I was okay. You know, I thought I don't have a problem. So I started drinking again. And in that time, um, I was accepted back into the program. So, you know, I was on cloud nine. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. this is great. You know, I'm fine now. I can handle this. I'll be, you know, I'm going to do this right. I'm not going to fuck it up this time. But, uh, you know, of course, I started drinking again. Hmm. And I was still, and I was drinking. But somehow I made it through another two semesters of nursing school. But, you know, but, you know, quickly got, got out of control and, you know, going to clinicals and going to class complete either drunk or hungover. God, I can't imagine. Sorry. I just, it's so hard yeah. to imagine it at was this point. Yeah. One of the worst memories I have is yeah. one day trying to, you know, I, it was a 20 minute drive home and I was so petrified to get on the freeway that I, it took me an hour to get home on surface streets. And I was, my body was so, um, just jacked up. Mm. That I my, everything was starting to cramp, because mm-hmm. you know from the from the withdrawals and all the, my body being depleted from potassium and all that. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I looked up all this stuff and how to deal with withdrawals and how I could get around this. Mm-hmm. So you know, I became an expert in that. But yeah, I mean, that was one of the. Yeah. And it was on that drive home that I got the call from my instructor saying that. I had missed one of the deadlines for one of the exams mm. and I was out of the program. This this was, I mean, just a shitty day. And getting that call on the way home and knowing that I had to face my boyfriend and tell him again that, wow. I was, that I'd been kicked out of the nursing program, that was the final bottom. Gotcha. No, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more. Wait a minute. That was the final bottom yeah. for him. Ah. Let's put it that way. Interesting. Um, for him... But he he sat through he sat through another uh, withdrawal detox wow. with me, which was pure hell. Yeah. Uh, I would never wish that on anybody. And and I went back to AA somewhere in that time. After that, uh, I got a sponsor. I finally got a sponsor. Mm. I but I hated her. <laughs> That's awesome. Sometimes it's I, good to get a good yeah sponsor. You well, really you know, I had no idea that I could, you know, that I could get a temporary sponsor or try one out. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. when Test I, you know, just, there's so much, there's so much pressure, and everybody telling you get a sponsor, get a, get a sponsor, start working the steps. You know, every time yeah. you go to a meeting, that's mm. what you hear. So yeah, I felt this pressure. That's true. And they, one they meeting, I heard you right, for, th- right to that. Yeah, and for some reason, this one meeting I went to, this girl, half my age, she had somehow zeroed in on me. She came, sat down right next to me at the beginning of the meeting, she and knew. at the end, when you know they ask anybody who needs a sponsor, raise their hand. I raised mm-hmm. my hand, and as soon as she she jumped up and offered to be my sponsor, <laughs> and I accepted. Yeah. So I didn't know shotgun dibs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody. Yeah. She was just so eager to be to be sponsoring somebody. Yeah. Her sponsor was telling her to be a sponsor. Right. Exactly. And there you were. You're ready. Yep. It was just, I guess it was fate. Yep. And you hated her. I tried her, her out yeah. for, for a little bit, but she was just driving me crazy. This girl half my age tried to be this drill sergeant and telling me, you know, what I could not couldn't do. And I would go to meetings with her, and she'd sit there and scold me if I like Mm-mm. if I even looked at my phone. And I'm like, "Who the fuck is this bitch?" <laughs> you know, I, mean, this girl, I just had a huge problem with that. Yeah. Um, so I stopped calling her. Yeah. I stopped going to meetings again. Yeah. Um. And 
eventually. And that, I think that was about six months that I was sober that time. And eventually I started drinking again. And um, just kept drinking. That exhausts me. Yeah. No, no, no nursing school at this point. Yeah. It was exhausting. So. It is exhausting. It, it exhausts me just to think about it right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's the way I feel. I'm exhausted by it. Yeah. Like just it's so much work, right? Yeah. To keep doing that. And I Oh my God, yeah. To I hide get it. it. You know, yeah. we oh, all yeah. get it. <laughs> we just all get like, it. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna give this one more try. Yeah. Right. Because... Well, you know, I mean the nightly blackouts and then the next morning trying to remember where I hid all mm. the empty bottles so I could get rid of them mm-hmm. so they wouldn't be found. It's, mm. that was exhausting. Ugh. But I finally, you know, I finally got caught again, and that was that was the last straw for, for my boyfriend at the time. Hmm. Um, that was the final, and that was the final for what? him. Okay, oh. for you, I got yeah. He kicked me out. Yeah. So I had to move back in with my parents. That's yeah. And I had a few more, a few more, a few more drinks, binges. Yeah. Bin, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Small binges. Yeah. Until finally December of 2013 um, was when I fi- was the last, yeah. You woke up, oh. that was it. That's your sobriety that was- date right now. Yes. Okay. Yay. There you go. That's it. All right. <laughs> Scene. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and then I was you know, going to meetings. I got my current sponsor. Hmm. I started working the steps with her. Um, things were going well for about, uh, till about July. And, um, I started resent, you know, I started, I got to the four steps, so that started getting Mm -hmm. intense emotionally. And then I started resenting the fact of having to go to meetings just, Mm -hmm. you know, on a regular basis. And she, she was going on vacation and I, I kind of used that as my out Mm -hmm. to stop going to meetings and, stopped calling her and I just avoided her when she got back and that was it um and I just um so I was abstaining but I was just mm. completely just in an emotional rut it's depressed isolating not doing anything yeah. but and the, but the only thing that kept me going was reading books and that's mm-hmm. when I you know I read all the books and um, stumbled on Sasha Skoblik and then you guys. Cool. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I think it's interesting though, like when you're out of options, like you've tried drinking again so many times. You, you, so you're not in meetings and you're like, you know you can't drink again. And yeah. it's just like, you know, there's just nowhere to go. But that's yeah. great that you found that. I was thinking about that on the way over here tonight, yeah. just thinking about being convinced. Yeah. And what, that's a word that is used, you yeah. know, in at least in Alcoholics Anonymous a bit. Mm. Be yeah. convinced. Being convinced we were alcoholics. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. What it takes to convince us. Yeah. Oh, Some right. of us, I guess, are, <laughs> yeah. you always hear people say, I'm a slow learner, but yeah, yeah. sometimes you just have to try <laughs> a lot of things. Every yeah. angle. Yeah. Yeah. I had to be reconvinced several times. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Think. Me too. I think the last time it stuck, probably. Finally. <clears throat> but even there, this, this last time when you were out, when you weren't going to meetings and you were getting like, that's the point where you would relapse again if you weren't convinced. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's good, you know. I'm, I'm like, you know, you can find books and pick this up and get back in. Get, get back in. It's funny because a lot of the, what I think works about AA, it's the 12 steps and they'll tell you that, but a lot of the research 
uh, someone did a big study on it, and it's the fellowship. It mm-hmm. is literally the thing that works over time mm-hmm. is the fellowship. It's one alcoholic one relating alcoholic to another. Right? To another, and you can do that digitally. You can do that. I mean, that's what it's all about. That that is a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, part of the thing I think I was looking for in the books was because. I didn't want to be stuck with AA right. at that time. Mm-hmm. I was looking for other other ways of doing it. I was looking sure. for other options. And I was looking, reading all these books, you know, thinking, well, how did these people do it? And hoping that there was something else I could try. And I even stumbled on Smart Recovery in that right. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. did you go to Smart Meeting? I, I looked for one, but the nearest one was two hours away. Yeah. So, and I did a couple of the online meetings. Oh, you um, did? How was that? It was insane <laughs> <laughs> insanely like good one big huge chat room and everybody was talking about a million different things it drove me crazy you know what's wild i just talked to somebody else that expressed that exact uh, sentiment about a smart yeah, online meeting. online a smart online Not well smart. and when we because were there in person there there was a kind of formlessness to it you yeah, know there was a bit of a freestyle yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like that's what I. That's jazz. what I found. That's, that was my experience. <laughs> yeah. So I I stopped doing that. Um, and but you know one of the Twitter people actually recently said he found one nearby and he's close to me. So I'm not. Sh- I you know I didn't get the details of where mm. the meeting was exactly. Hmm. But. But you're back um, in AA. You're back in. Yeah, AA. I, I really have no interest in the smart at this point. Okay. I'm back in AA. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Good I'm on Twitter. Yeah. And that's you know that's really what I need right now. That's enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I, I don't have a lot of frame of reference. You know, I've, I've gone to my handful, my, my three in 18, three meetings, 18 years. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Get me sober. And I've got um, one coming up in about five years. Yeah. <laughs> we and, pencil that in. And, and one smart. But, you know, this the Twitter thing, I, I just think that the support that it yeah. offers, yeah. there's a, you know, there's a, a diversity there that you know it's obviously it's different but i mean there's just such a a a great depth and breadth to the support there because it's all the a's you know it's naxa whatever a you want there's somebody there yeah and um but there's also people that aren't any a there's people that right they're smart there's people that are harm reduction there's you know there's every every sort of you can get so many different perspectives there um and and support yeah. so many different types of support so um anyway I, and uh, on demand all the time you know yeah I to mean, a large degree although it gets challenging there there are people there that you know i've, I've run into people that are like i i was looking for somebody and nobody was there i'm like well <laughs> you know it's, it's gonna like, happen right it's gonna happen but you know it's like dm somebody um this is my take on twitter versus aa what i love about twitter is that <laughs> you can you can talk you can have a conversation with somebody even if it's you know digital right mm-hmm. that you can you can tweet out and some you know somebody's right there to respond and you, you can have a conversation mm-hmm. aa um not that it's any you know it's it's bad it's different aa you go to a meeting and you listen to people share but there's no cross cross talk mm-hmm. right and sometimes that's good and sometimes you know for me personally it's been a little bit frustrating Mm-hmm. And and me with my social anxiety, you know, I'm not one to stick around after the meeting and start talking to these people about whatever they shared. You right. Know, I just haven't been able to do that yet. It's only now recently that I'm starting to feel more comfortable in my skin that I can even go sit in a meeting and and not worry about what everybody's thinking mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not feel like I have to share. 
which was a huge problem for me before. Yeah. That, you know, I felt every meeting I went to, I felt the pressure to share, especially yes. if it was one of those big book meetings where they go around the room yeah. and read, and you'd have to say something after you read. Yeah, interesting I, I like that study. paragraph that we just read. Right. Uh, it really sp- it really spoke to me. This is it told me exactly what I need to hear tonight. So I'm just happy to be here. You can say I passed, but you feel like a total dweeb. Yeah. You right. <laughs> You'd have to think AA over indexes with or under indexes with socially anxious people. Probably. I mean, because I mean, you've heard, you know, you've heard me. I'm sure Jane yes. talk about the time I tried to go in and I literally yeah. walked out and couldn't go in. Right. But if we were to and design this, a meeting for socially anxious people, well, what that's that interesting. Like? I think some people. S-A-A-A. <laughs> I think a lot of socially anxious people make it, though, in AA. Yeah. It's like we've talked about recently. There's a yeah. brilliant awkwardness yeah. about yeah. being around people in recovery. Totally. That just, it's great. You know, we all know we're all uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'm finally realizing that. But initially, especially when you have a lot of old timers sitting around the table. Right. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, they're just so comfortable being there. Yeah. And, and you just feel like you don't measure up. That was my, I mean, that's, that's my thing. That was my mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be one of these people. Yeah. Exactly. So, they had an 18-year head start on me. Or yeah. Knowing what I know now, I, I have a completely different sense. Like, the, the things that trigger my, you know, not exactly trigger, but the thing, yeah, maybe it is trigger. Um, you know, my social anxiety, my extreme social anxiety, I think those are actually starting to fade to some degree. Um, over the past two years, just doing what I've been doing and certainly knowing what I know now about meetings, I think I'd have a different experience walking into the meeting that I couldn't walk into that yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'd basically say, look, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Bitches. You don't know who just walked in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's about to get real up in here. <laughs> exactly. Give me the mic. I think, yeah. I think it really is a personal thing and whatever changes, you know, happen within you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it has been for me. I just, you know, I feel different now mm-hmm. walking into the same meeting than I did, you know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, and that brings us full circle to exactly why I thought it'd be great to have you on because I've noticed that change. Um, some, you know, somehow, whether yeah. right, rightfully, wrongfully, fairly or not, um, you know, I feel like I've seen that uh, just on Twitter. And to your point, you know, about Twitter too, just uh, also to it's. What, what Twitter adds to the mix, I think, and maybe this happens after the meetings, yeah. and I guess it probably does, but there's a lot more dimension that we all bring to ourselves in the conversation on Twitter, I think, than, you know, we're talking about, I don't know what, we're making cracking crazy jokes and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about what we read and what movies we like and pop culture, and there's, it's not just strictly recovery it's mm-hmm. it's um or sobriety or a pro, you know it's not a program there's no program to it it's, it's just, our lives yeah it's lives it's mm-hmm. people people in lives. recovery exactly that's exactly right um it's it's living recovery um, but i feel like it's it's done it, we can we can do it in a way and still be respectful respectful mm-hmm. of our differences yes <clears throat> without bashing each other yeah. like and other things Except those fucking banal platitudes. I Uh-oh. hate them. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm now kidding. you've done it. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, what did, here we what, go. Get comfortable. Jane, Jane sent me a... What did you send me the other day? I can't remember what it said, but it was hilarious. I'll have to pull it up. And, oh, that meme. That, yeah, the <laughs> meme. That, that meme on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> I can I wish, pull it up right I now. I wish I could remember. Yeah, pull that up and, re- and then we'll maybe we'll end on that note because it was exactly right. Let me find it. It's... um. 
Jane knows about. Yeah, me. because because I remember she knows your, she knows, your, knows the truth about your pot, your your thing about memes, your resentment about memes with yeah. uh yeah. Chris has a resentment about inspirational that. quotes and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Jane uh, Jane posted one. So it's a picture of a waterfall with a beautiful sunset in the background, and what it says is some trite inspirational quote about overcoming some things or some shit. I don't know. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's it awesome. in Helvetica? Yeah. <laughs> that's always what it is. It's like, yeah, yeah some vague, yeah. aspirational mushiness. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, oh, I like it. All See, right. that, that gets me fired up. That right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super inspired. Yeah. That's funny. So. Well, well, Gene, um, is there anything... You wish yeah, anything we missed? Anything, anything gotta, like, we missed? You want to get any? Oh my god! I don't new business opportunity really... in Vegas Mall that we need to come check out or something? Oh god, it's not even there anymore. Oh. <laughs> Long gone. Um, no, I don't even know what I talked about for the last hour. You guys really seriously? I, I never do. We that. never do. I, <laughs> I think it's been nice. It's been nice talking to somebody who yeah. you know you're not affiliated with a property. It's kind of it's a different change hmm. for us, you know. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, yeah, and it's just, you know, the best to me, you know, I love it when it's just a conversation and it is kind of that. It's like we, we're not keeping track of, of you know, of what, what went on. We're just having a conversation. I, I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm so glad you, uh, you know, joined us. Thank you so much for asking me. This was really exciting. Um, I mean, I've, I've wanted to, you know, contribute to the website and or the podcast in some way. I just didn't know how. So yeah. when you when you messaged me, I was just blown away. Oh, well, yeah. Good. Totally. Yeah. Glad. Well, we're, we're fans of yours. We're yeah. just three goofy dudes in recovery. It's really good to meet yeah. you, Jane. Well, I feel like I'm, you know, I felt like I spent the last hour talking to some rock stars. So. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, don't, come on. Calm down. That's, calm down. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We have a big rock and roll finish here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Thank right. you, Chris, Matt, Jeff. All right. Good night. Take care. Good night. Bye. Another clean and sober intervention.